0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome, and this is Sensi Brewcast. It's the voice of Scentsy Craft, and uh, we're coming at you live, sort of. Uh, I'm recording this intro kind of in the in the middle, in the break, in the quiet part of uh, Beer, Booze, and Bonks 2022. Uh, this is uh, Cincinnati's uh, best curated festival that I know of. Uh, maybe that's because I'm the curator. I picked out all of these beers, and um, that makes me extremely proud of this festival, even if it wasn't uh, as amazing as it is, but, but it is, it's amazing. And I want to talk about it and we're going to hopefully talk to some other people here and kind of uh, dive into what this festival is to what beer festivals are um, now that the world has definitely changed. Craft beer has changed. is changing, I should say. Um, But um, (laughs) my wife is taking pictures of me. It's very distracting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so beer, booze and bonks. Um, before we dive into kind of the rest of the show, I do want to kind of lay out what this festival is all about. Uh, we've talked about it last year. I know I've kind of talked about it here and there, uh, on different, different, uh, shows and streams and things like that. But, um, to make it make more sense for you, it is a, uh, so I, the curation aspect of it is a huge part. Um, it's not the biggest beer festival that you'll find. Um, the uh, the breweries that are here are places that I feel strongly about. Be it that they're making something uh, product wise that you need to pay attention to, that they're a place you need to pay attention to. Uh, just there's something about them that I think you should be aware of. Uh, beyond that, the beers that they're bringing, I think, are all uh, some of the best examples of who they are as a brewery or what they do. Uh, things that you need to try, things that you need to experience. Um, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of reasons to have them here, but every single one of these places is somebody or something that I think is very important to Cincinnati beer. The next part of this, and probably the most noticeable part of this, uh, is the, uh, the folding aspect. This is located at the folding warehouse in Norwood. Uh, and if you don't know about folding, uh, you probably have to come here to experience it, but, I'll try to explain it as easily as I can. If you took uh, bowling and you took cornhole and you took football and then you took beer pong and you mashed them all together, put them in a cocktail shaker and shook them up and poured them into a, uh, um, a rocks glass, what would come out would be folding. You take a, a football, you throw it uh, about 40 feet at bowling pins that are placed on a board, kind of like a cornhole board, and you try to knock them all off. Uh, if you knock down the center pin, that's called a bonk and you win automatically. Um that that's that's the basics of the game. It's uh incredibly easy to play, so anybody can pick it up and just start playing it. Um it's uh it's it's addicting, it's fun. That's what the festival kind of result revolves around. You come, you get your beer samples, you take a break, you play a round of folding, you uh you 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 just you just have fun. It uh it adds this layer into a beer festival that I think a lot of festivals are missing. Uh, and that is fun. Um, I feel like I'm talking too much by myself and that you need to hear from some other people to talk about beer festivals. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into a quick segment here with Dell Hall from 16 Lots up in Mason with a new location coming uh, in Newport, uh, 16 Lots Southern Outpost. Uh, they just announced, uh, I tell you what, let's just get into the interview because we we talk about it right here at the top of the interview what's going on and why why it is so important to talk to dell right now uh here we go dell hall scentsy brewcast it's the voice of Cincy craft Uh, i feel like this is doing a huge disservice to you also just to jump on a quick segment of Cincy brewcast instead of dedicating an entire like hour-long episode because there's always so much to talk about i think the last time you were on the show you guys had just kind of announced that Newport was happening. Yep. Um, whereas now it is uh, full on. You you snuck a grand opening date into the press release, which is kind of ballsy yeah. to do because there's always this far out. Uh, yeah. Well, there should always be an ish. Yeah. Unless it's like so far after you think it's really going to yeah. be done. Well, I mean, <laughs> I uh, Mike Burton, right? My business partner, Mike. Sure. Right? He,
1: uh, he has a saying, and he said it to uh, our engineers and our architects and the general contractors, and he says, I don't miss a deadline. Not missing a deadline. I haven't done it yet. I'm not doing it now. Right. We're going to open March 3rd. <laughs> now, now I like, March, it. I like March, it. I like that. March, March 3rd is absolutely perfect to open, right? So uh, I can also tell you that we've, we've booked the Naked Karate Girls right. to play that day. We've, we've booked another band called BB uh, Dang from uh, like the Rochester, New York area to, to come down and play the, the Saturday night, the 4th, but it's, it's actually perfect. So what happens in March is, you know, especially at the levee, everyone's kind of coming out of that winter hibernation. <laughs>
0: it comes out of their house and yeah. the, the groundhog oh. emerging. From right? It's a-
1: so we have March Madness. Uh, you have St. Paddy's Day on March 17th. Then, you know, at the you know April 1st area, we have, uh, you know, opening day. Right, You literally walk across the Purple People Bridge and you're now at our brewery. Right. Uh, so all those things, I mean, it's, it's a, that's a big month. And if we miss that month, that's, you know, it's going to be a detrimental thing. Like, we right. don't, you know, so, like, all hands on deck. Everyone's saying March 3rd. We're going to hit March 3rd.
0: There's something. hell or high water. There's something about having that date where like, where it has to be done too. That kind of forces you sometimes <laughs> yeah. to make sure it gets done by right. that time. Whereas sometimes you're like, oh, no, we can wait. We can do this. Set oh, a no, goal so. and
1: work backwards, yeah. right? Yeah. So set a goal and then and then work backwards from
0: that and and, and divide up the time. Yeah. What have been uh, some of the things uh, through the process so far that have uh, kind of caught you off guard about it? <laughs> <laughs> you've everything. You've I mean you've you you've worked for quite a few breweries around town, but you haven't really. Opened one. Like no, i never this. built one. Uh, so it's, like it's, it's amazing. It's, it's it's a very different type of process.
1: Yeah, what's I mean, it's really fun. Is you know, like you you hire good architects. You you have a vision for something, and um, you know it helps. My, my fiance is an interior designer. You know, so when I said you know this is the vision I have right for sixteen lots Southern Outpost, which is our official name down there in Newport. Uh, we you know we look at that points of a compass and say sixteen lots Mason is dedicated to the okay. land it's 16 lots right surveyed of 16 la- of 16 lots of land right. that's it now we're on the riverfront so this is going to be more of a nautical themed brewery uh, a lot of like you'll see a lot of uh you know uh decor and things that, that go and, and are paying homage to the river uh and that also lends us to you know maybe sometime you know we're going to do an east and a west at some point down the road but it really helps having her there to really like you know take what it's going on in my head and, which, and, which
0: is a lot of chaos yeah, and, <laughs> and
1: put it on paper and say like this is kind of a vision board this is a mood board because when we, we first met with the architects they, were, they, they said this is amazing like we never sit down with a client and you guys are so thought out the process is so thought out right? and that's kind of like you know that's part of what I've done at 16Lot since I came on board is you know talk about the branding and talk about the brand and where we're going with it and things like that so to, to refine it and actually um, and say like Here's our theme. Here's what we want to do. Here's our vision for it. Right. And I actually have pictures of different bars, restaurants, and places across the country. When I do my travels, I take pictures all the time. I take pictures of the weirdest things, right? <laughs> I take pictures of bathrooms. I take pictures of fans and light fixtures and furniture. Right. Like everywhere I go, I look at the bars. I pull, like, people look at me and, like, what are you doing? I'm like pulling a bar stool and I, I turn it upside down and look at the maker, and things <laughs> like that. So when I came to uh, the architects with all that information, they are like, hey, easy peasy, right. this is awesome. Very nice to have. Um, so on that side of things, it was very refreshing to know that, hey, I'm going down the right way. I'm right. going down the right path. These are the things that, that, that you know, they're looking for and they want to do. Well, what I didn't know was like how much time actually physically it's going to take me to be on site at the levee. Right. So um, there was a stretch here recently where I was there for uh, like 11 days in a row Including weekends and things like that for different meetings, different from from general contractors to subcontractors to um, you know people who are potential employees of ours, things like that. Mm. Dude, it's, it's nuts. Like how I much mean, how much time is actually spent doing that? And I thought, hey, this is easy. This is going to be you know you hire a you hire a contractor, uh, you tell them what you want. You got an architect.
0: They all talk and it gets done. It doesn't happen that way. Well, and it it. it it shouldn't happen that way. Like you like to, especially with a project like this, like it is so, uh, um, so close to you. And so um, there's, there's so much personal pride or uh, so much of you invested in it. It really is that like, I, I, I get, you shouldn't be able to just rely on other people to like, to do it. I know it's a yeah. pain in the ass, but yeah. like if, if you want that thing to end up the way it's supposed to end up, yeah. like you have to sometimes be able to, to, to to be there yeah, and oversee I don't, it it's, i'm not
1: a, i'm not a micromanager like you know uh in like in the beer world anyone that's worked for me as a sales rep you know and there's lots of folks around town uh, i'm very proud of like the people that have worked for me as salespeople, yeah. and they they will all tell you that you know devil's never a micromanager i'm not going to ask you what you're doing today how many appointments you have how many accounts you've hit like it's you know on a monthly basis what have you produced right are you hitting the places you need to are you hitting the number if you are great i don't care if you're doing it from your couch if you're doing it from your car or if you have to work overtime all those things it doesn't matter to me as long as the the, the actual end product is there so you know when, when you look at all the things that go into newport and all the things that are going into this you know brewery um i don't i didn't want to i never wanted to micromanage things right same time it's when someone walks in, I know that the things that people touch are most important to me. So glassware, um, bar stools, chairs, tables, uh, any, in the, you know, when you wash your hands in the, in the, in the bathrooms, um, you know, we have a cigar lounge. So how you get to the cigar lounge, all the things that people touch, super important to me, right? right. And I am kind of micromanaging that because I'm like, I'm not going to sign off on any of those things until I physically touch them. So until I see the, the bathroom fixture, the, the bar stools, those things, I'm not signing off that those are okay. I also don't want this place to be like cookie cutter. Right. You remember like, I don't know, it was probably like five or six years ago, there was a meme that went around. It was like, the brewery startup the, kit. The startup kit right. with the, you know, the torch pic- chairs.
0: Picnic tables. Picnic tables.
1: <laughs> um, uh, Edison bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that. Uh, and it still to this day resonates with me. How many places do you go in and go, Check, check, yeah, check. Yeah. They really did. That you know, like that meme yeah. really holds true. I want people,
0: like, when you walk in and sit at our bar stools. I don't want you to be like, oh, these are the same ones down the street. Well, this idea that, and this kind of plays into this festival for me too, which uh, we need to talk about, but, like, uh, this, the idea that, uh, this idea that it's, you know, not just about the beer. Some people kind of uh, push back at that and think that maybe it, it should be, but, um, like, When you when you walk into a place like how it makes you feel, is such a huge part of when you walk away, what you remember about it. Like yeah, the the beer should be good and beer should be you know I would say beer should be at least good, Uh, but like everybody doesn't have to make the best beer in the city, but everybody has to make you feel good when you're sitting there. Like if you, if you walk into a place and has great beer. And the uh, people are rude to you, and it's uncomfortable, and like all, all that stuff, kind of doesn't fall into place. Yep. You're not coming back, no matter how good. The my beer ultimate, my ultimate goal is for like for the consumer to walk
1: in my space and feel transported onto like a movie set. Right. Right. Like beer. Beer to me is an escape. I want people to adventure through beer. Right. Explore through beer. You can explore different cultures. You can explore different countries. You can. You can like. You know. You can drink a, a Czech pills and then German pills and and, and talk about the nuances, right? right? You can talk about a New England IPA, a West Coast IPA. You can talk about uh, a beer that's got use it, use it like a sake strain from Japan. Like I want people to do that. I want people to explore. When they walk into our brewery, I want them to feel transported to like a movie set right. and kind of have that vibe. And, you know, I love Mason. I love what we've done there. It's, you know, if you walked in Mason... Three years ago, um, and you walk into Mason now. I hope that you feel that difference of, of what right. I've done
0: there. Well, when, so it when you walk in, it's it's you it's completely different. It's completely different, but at the same time, like the people that fell in love with the, the Mason Taproom when it opened, like it's not it's not like it's it's that different that it's uncomfortable right. anymore. Like it still has yeah, those, yeah. the same things that were good about it before. Yeah. Are still good, right? You just improve on the things. that Yeah, because I didn't. The, the last weren't. thing I want to do is
1: alienate our customers. Sure. Our
0: our our,
1: our people who are our brand loyalists and, are, and our regulars, love them to death. They're like you know some of the best people that I've that I've got to know in this in this industry. They um and they they, they really they keep us afloat, right? I mean, those right. Those those are the folks that are there every day drinking right. our beer and they they love our space. The last thing I wanted to do was like to do something to that space that would make them feel uncomfortable. Right. But if I can enhance it, make that experience better, then that's what I want to do. That's what I try to do. Uh, So when it comes to Newport, right off the rip, you know, when you when you walk in, uh, I'm trying to like kind of plan out this this adventure and this exploration theme. So when you walk in, you know what you're getting, you know, what you're signing up for, which you can sign up for things like we're going to have some loyalty programs uh, that are kind of unique mug clubs it's kind of unique mm. and uh and when you walk in and you say I, this is my space know that this is really going to be your space
0: from now on i love it i yeah. love it uh if we can shift topics a little yeah. bit uh, uh beer booze and bonks obviously we're recording live i talked about that at the top of the show uh, i think we'll we'll find out when it's all put together <laughs> this is you know when when I, I was approached by the folding warehouse last year to help put this together um, and we sat down and we really started kind of, you know, figuring out what we loved about beer festivals and what we didn't love about beer festivals. Some of the biggest things were the, that personality side of a beer festival. I, I, not to, you know, throw any shade at other beer festivals, but I, gone are the days where I want to go and just stand in the middle of a convention center and drink a beer, especially one that I could get somewhere else pretty easy. Like, I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't want that anymore. I need something else, right. be it... Be it some kind of game or activity yeah. or experience or entertainment have, or something with it. If you have 100
1: breweries, you know, um, and you have thousands of people there. It takes that entire time to go and hit all those off your yeah. off. right? You got to check them all off. I got to, I got to tick, right? We're on to tickers. I got to tick these off. I got to go and, and hit all these beers. This is really cool because I think we have today, I think we have 22 different breweries. Um, it's a really good crowd. And, uh, there's folding going on, and it 's unbelievable how much time
0: people are spend they 're they're spending folding, or as around, opposed to sitting at your booth sitting around a table just right. hanging out talking like yeah and it's it's hard because you know a lot of people when when I start talking to them about the festival, they're oh you know how many breweries are going to be there or, how many beers and it's like I, I, I get that that's that's an important part of it, but like as long as there are more beers that you want to try then you're able to have the ability to try you did something right like right. you don't have to fill this place with a thousand different breweries pouring you know a thousand yep. different beers you you just need a good amount that is exciting that's fun something has to be something new that you're excited to try something you can't get somewhere else something yep. that maybe you can that you just haven't tried in a long time like all that stuff is like just these little These little slivers that make this whole experience so important to me. I I love what you guys have done because
1: you've curated this menu, right? You've curated this. Yeah. It's not every brewery has four, three cores, and one's like a one-off. And then as a a beer geek, if I'm walking around, then I'm going to go get the one-off from all the breweries. Yeah. This is like a festival of one-offs, and you've curated that. So... You can literally go around and try the 22 breweries, and you're probably going to try 22 different
0: beers. Right. You haven't tried, and that's super cool. It's uh, it, it, and the following aspect I think is something that uh, took a little bit for me of trying to explain some of the people that that, that I know. Uh, do what now? There's right. There's there's what during foot, the- football bowling <laughs> and I well it's like just you know if you take. You know, cornhole, mix it with football and bowling, and sprinkle some beer pong on top, and then right. you know, like that's that's hard for somebody to wrap their head around until you come here and you see it, and then right. then all of a sudden it makes sense, and you're like, oh, yeah. oh, I get it, and 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 how it plays in with the festival side, I think. Um, it, well, it's
1: super. I mean, you know, the the gist of it is,
0: can you throw a ball? Right.
1: It's not like you have to have some high skill level. You have to. You know, there's no the barrier for entry is very low. Can you throw a ball? If you can throw a ball, then you know right. you, you can play this game, and and that's that's super inviting. It, it, it lets everyone take a chance at it, and there's no one sitting around. Are you are you seeing anyone right now that's like mocking someone or making fun of someone because right. they can't throw a ball? It doesn't or happen. They, no, of course not. You know. Um, it's, it's as welcoming as the beer community is. Right. We all we know we don't make fun of folks uh, you know who are newbies to beer. Right? Yeah, I I, I love the chance. Of it's having it's someone, more exciting. I, than I love having it's, someone it's who's new to beer.
0: Somebody's like, man, I, yeah. that that idea that you are excited to try something right. is, is the fun part. It's like, oh, okay, this is, okay. I've been waiting for this. I, yeah. Everybody else that was walked in today knew exactly what they yeah. wanted. Like, this is where we get to take this journey together and figure this out. Yep. And I get it's to super, see You can
1: sit your experience. and you can watch the people. Like, uh, you can see their faces and they're like, oh, they're pretty, like, you know, timid. I, I don't know about, it. I got to go inside this cage. Yeah. And then everyone's going to be watching me. we are like, look around. No one is watching me. Right. <laughs> everyone's watching Tony Pike because Tony Pike's here, you know, uh, former UC quarterback and, and quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Everyone's watching him. But for the most part, I I have no idea who's who's throwing balls right now, who's right. playing. Um, it's there's it's a very welcoming community. And the, the you know, and I know, you know, the guys here at Folding Warehouse. The more folks that can introduce to this sport, the better. Oh yeah. It's it's uh, it's super fun. It's something you can play in your backyard. It's something you can come here and play. And it's what it goes hand in hand with beer. Yeah. Right? It's perfect to go with beer.
0: Well and as, as beer keeps changing and evolving and as 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 this whole thing gets more complicated and 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 sometimes strange to kind of understand uh you know festivals like this taproom experiences like you are providing for people it just becomes so much more important for people and you know i you know gone are those days where you can walk in with your brewery startup kit and sit down and and i mean It's still is. It's fine. If that's if if you're looking at your tap room right now, think, oh man, that's us. Like it's it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. We'll we'll still hang out there. But uh, look around and find those little things that you can change and, yeah. and improve it. But well, you know,
1: uh, you know, I, I uh, we did the press release last week and, and announced our chef, yeah. right, Josh Campbell, released a little piece of the menu to everyone to kind of show them kind of like what we're doing, and you know that's uh, to us that's that's super important because we're not. Um, you know, as from a from a brewery standpoint and like a, a business owner standpoint, I've been to many many brew pubs in Ohio and across the U.S. That I wanted to go there because of the food. Right. I didn't care about the beer.
0: Right.
1: Right. Um, I wanted to go there because their food was outstanding. Well, so when it comes down to the when it comes down you know, to Newport, um, and I'm and I'm letting people know like, hey. Like, we've for five years been honing our craft. The, we're putting the exact same brew system in right. Newport as we're putting it in Mason, so there's no learning curve. It's gonna be the same brewing system. So the quality beer that you've got to know from 16 lots is gonna be there. And add on top of that, outstanding food, a high-end upscale kind of pub fare, gastropub style food, and now you have a winning combination that. I want the folks that want to come there only for the food. I want the folks that are going to come there for the beer. Right. I don't care. To me, and it does not matter to me.
0: Well, and the people that I that I have talked to that kind of are dragging their feet about some of these ideas that, you know, maybe a beer festival should have something else going on or that a taproom should have, should take as much pride in their food menu as they do in their beer. Like, the people that are getting upset about that aren't. The, the the beer drinkers that are the ones coming and hanging out in these tap rooms. It's somebody else for some other reason that they are just kind yeah. of being a little stubborn about it. But uh, like beer drinkers, they, they want these experiences. They want things to be different. And uh, why why not give that to them, dude? Like one of the yeah,
1: it's, and it's so fun. It's like it doesn't matter. Like so even if you're like really well known for your beer and your beer is outstanding and you have the like the the, the, the you know one of the highest rated breweries in the country you can always add that food element to it right, right. and what stands out to me is like um like the Bell, bell's eccentric cafe that's there's some of the best food i've ever had right. right like duck confit poutine and you know and it's like of course i'm going to go there anyway because it's bells and i want to have like the bells one-off beers right but to have that food experience it just it just, takes just it makes a it, time. it better it, it just, actually makes it an, an, an experience yeah. right yeah.
0: So. Well, I'm, I'm happy to see what you've done with 16 Lots. I'm excited to see what you do at the Southern Outpost. I think, man, it is, uh, it's 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 going to be fun. And I cannot
1: uh, wait for everyone to see this. I
0: can't wait for you guys to see what's in my head. Uh, I can't wait to experience <laughs> it's it. It's crazy. I love it. I love it. Uh, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to sit down with me. Oh, anytime. Uh, hope, hope you've got to try some fun beers tonight. I did. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. Cheers, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to thank our sponsor, Manscaped. listen the only thing that i love more than a good beer festival a great beer festival like this one is the folks at manscaped they support scentsy brewcast and so i think that you should support them the same way that i want to support them uh if you don't know manscaped they are the leader in men's below the waist grooming that's right. Uh, they take care of all of those uh, parts that uh, uh, nobody else seems to pay attention to. Manscaped.com. Um, you can get on there. You can order all kinds of stuff. Even if you don't want to uh, uh, use their lawnmower 4.0, which is a trimmer to kind of keep all of the uh, uh, the jungle at bay. Uh, if you don't want to use that, that's fine. They have other stuff too. They have shower gel and like this. Um, they have this little rubber scrubber thing that you can use in the shower to. Uh, swap out instead of using your wife's loofah. Um They have point is they have lots of other products. They have lots of things, and all of them are stuff that I uh, I stand behind. So get on there and uh, do that. The best news is that if you do that, you can get twenty percent off and free shipping. All you have to use, uh, all you have to do is use the code word GNOME on the website on Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com, and use code GNOME. That's G N O M E GNOME. Uh, be thankful this holiday season uh, for the best gift of all from manscaped.com. Uh, your balls and I will thank, thank you. Manscaped.com. Welcome back to Sensi Brewcast, the voice of SensiCraft. Craft. Uh, as, you, as you know, I'm the gnarly gnome. You were just listening to me a second ago. I don't know why I'm reintroducing myself. Uh, I do know why I'm reintroducing myself. It's because it's after the festival. Uh, we're back home uh, we're hanging out in studio because I didn't actually record another interview during the, the festival. I got too caught up in just hanging out and having a blast, which, uh, we'll talk about, we'll talk about kind of how the festival went afterwards. Maybe that makes it actually kind of fun that we got the start of the festival. We got the middle of the festival and now we're doing after the festival, but we also didn't drink a beer during the, uh, entire show. So I mean, we were drinking beers, but, uh, we didn't talk about what we were drinking and that's part of the show can't do a podcast without a beer. Um and we're going to we're going to drink this one. It's uh from High Grain. It is Gold Rush and Amarillo Hop Double IPA. Um it doesn't have a date on the can though, so I don't know how old it is. But it was in my fridge and uh that means it's probably still okay. Maybe. <laughs> it doesn't actually mean that. <laughs> there could be some very old stuff in my fridge. Um so it depends which fridge you pull it out of, I guess. All right, let me go ahead and pour this in here and then I'll um I'll read the can to you. It's also a little bit colder than I want it to be, but I could just stop talking for a second and let it warm up and then edit the silence out. But, um, we could do that and you guys wouldn't know. Uh, it says, all right. So gold rush, it is, uh, strong citrus zesty, and I can already smell the citrus. <laughs> um, and the glass is sitting like a foot and a half away from me. And it says, this double IPA is bursting with gold. Herbal aromas give way to sweet citrus and zesty grapefruit flavors. Uh, thanks to the rich dose of, dose of U.S. grown hops. Um, and that's all it tells me. Other than I assume those hops are Amarillo, since that's what it says uh, really big as far as the style. Amarillo hop double IPA. There might be other hops in there too. They just don't tell us. It's possible. Yeah, man, it is a... Uh, it's big and uh it's not just citrus like there's a really great earthy um they call it herbal uh which I could see. There's a just a good like earthy um backbone from the hops. It's also really pretty. It is definitely golden. Uh the name fits. Uh but a little bit on the the darker side, the almost almost like uh not quite to the level of coppery, but uh, I guess gold is probably the best way to put it. Like a deep gold, um, big fluffy whitehead. Really pretty beer. All right, I'm going to dive into this. Uh, If I take too long in my first sip, just really enjoying it, I'll let the silence out because when I'm by myself, I can do that. Ooh, that is, ooh, that's good. Uh, I've probably gone on record in this show several times saying that I don't, uh, you know, IPAs are definitely not my favorite style. They're not what I typically gravitate to. Um, to the level of, man, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've said that I don't like IPAs. If I have, let this be, um, audio evidence that I'm full of it because I really like this beer. Uh, it has, like I said, that aroma, that big kind of earthy herbal character, um, is there. Once you, once you get your nose into the glass and you kind of get around that, you get some of those citry, citrusy kind of, um, bright, Uh, hop notes. I think it's really crazy that like, so if I'm, when I get in close to the glass, that earthy herbal thing takes over. But when I set the glass like arm's length away from me on the desk and I sit here and I talk, I have to sit at arm's length away because I talk with my hands and I'm afraid I'll knock my glass over. But when I set it over there, uh, from the other side of the table, I get more of that citrus. So like the, the aroma is very different up close versus far away, which is, uh, which is kind of fun and a good illustration of, uh, when you do, in my opinion, and you can taste beer, however you want to taste beer. But in my opinion, when you find yourself sitting down to kind of really dive into a beer and and get some, some good tasting notes or a good experience on it, uh, you shouldn't like when you get the glass in front of you, you shouldn't just go dive right in with your face. You shouldn't get right in there right off the bat because you're missing, uh, excuse me, by the way, I just burped on you. You missed, you'll miss some of those, uh, some of those more nuanced kind of things that um, maybe you can only pick out when it's far away. And sometimes they're not coming back. Once you, once you get in there and get some of those big aromatics into your, 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 your nasal cavity, uh, <laughs> you, you're not going to find the, the, the lighter um, lighter touches of things anymore. They're going to kind of get overpowered by everything else. Um, some of that goes for, uh, it goes for lots of things when you're tasting too. Like, uh, you can, you've heard people talk about blowing out their palate. It's the same way when you're smelling stuff, you can, you can kind of blow out your, uh, your, your aroma receptors, I guess. <laughs> this is not a, this is not a scientific, uh, discussion. This is just for me from, from my experience and my, my opinion for you of how better to uh, maybe get a little more experience out of the beer Um, because it can be almost like two separate beers uh, when you smell it from different ways. Um, One of the techniques that I like to use, and you can probably find um, lots of different uh, thoughts on how to taste beer in lots of books, Uh, probably tasting beer, Randy Randy Mosher. You could get this probably a whole chapter in there about how to taste your beer. But um, when I, when I first get a glass of beer. Um, I tend to kind of uh, hold it away from me and just kind of smell a little bit, get a baseline of what, you know, what the, the room smell is maybe, or, uh, things like that. And then as it gets closer, you'll start to smell some things. Um, I'll kind of pass it under my nose a little bit, just so I kind of get a, a wafting of aromas off the top. Uh, and then, then I'm, then I'm sticking my nose right in there and I'm, breathing it in, uh, nice and heavy. <laughs> that's, that's my aroma. For, they're my technique for smelling a beer. <laughs> if you, if you were curious, uh, lots of excitement on this week's Cincy Brewcast, um, which by the way, uh, and we'll, I'll get back to this, uh, uh, gold rush in a second, but I hope you guys enjoyed that little interview with Del Hall. Uh, I really do need to sit down for a full interview with him at some point. Uh, we, you know, there's, there's a lot of different rabbit holes we could have ran down. And we, now that I'm looking at it, we probably should have, um, although then I would have taken him away from enjoying the festival. But, uh, you know, there's this, this new location has some really, really big stuff coming with it. Um, I know that they are now just starting to announce the leadership team down there. Um, that, that announcement will be leading into several other announcements of more people within that team. Uh, I've heard a couple rumors. rumors. I, I did not get any confirmation or denial of what these rumors, um, if they were true or not from Dell. Um, however, uh, they, they're going to have another brewer down there. They're going to have a whole separate brew house. So there's going to be um, Eric up at, uh, at Mason will be brewing there, but then there's going to be somebody else down in Newport brewing and from what I hear, it's a it's a it's gonna be a fun one, um, if if the rumors are true, I should say. Um, so stay tuned for all of that stuff. We'll definitely be talking about it, um, if not here on Cincy Brewcast, definitely be talking about it over on the Weekly Pint, which is the live show, that, the show that is not a show, um, the live live stream on Monday nights, Mondays around nine p.m. Which if you're listening to this episode when it debuts, will be tonight. But um, Either way, but we're going to talk about the, all of this stuff with 16 lots as more news keeps coming. I'm going to try really hard, uh, be really conscious about starting to incorporate more news and things like that into the weekly pint to give it a little more value for, uh, what I think some of you guys want it to be. Um, I'm going to be a little more deliberate about it instead of just showing up and, um, Hanging out with you and drinking beer, I'm gonna give you something. It's a it's a good thing. Um, anyways, back to this uh, this gold rush. Let me, let me take another sip here. Hang on. Yeah, it's just it's it's big and kind of uh, not not overly bitter. But it's I hate to just say it's balanced because that doesn't really tell you anything. But uh, the the malt backs up the the big hoppy kind of character to it, which I think for a long time, when you would go and you would get a um, a double IPA or an imperial IPA, uh, sometimes people forgot that that was a thing <laughs> that, that that you know beer can be balanced. I think now that there isn't room for uh, a beer that is kind of what I would call overly hopped, um, which is a confusing way to to word it because this is definitely hopped very heavily, but. Uh it's not what I would consider over hopped in that the hops kind of uh get too out of control with the uh the the malt of the beer. Um balance is important to me in every beer. Um it's fun sometimes. I wonder if you can hear my kids yelling. <laughs> <laughs> they're upstairs doing something and I don't know what it is, but they're yelling. Um I, not that there isn't room for beers that maybe have that lean a little bit outside of balance. I think that that can be fun from time to time. Um, but I typically, when I'm drinking something, want something that, uh, um, doesn't do that. just my opinion. I could be wrong. Um, usually not, but I could be. Um, and this is a great one that is, uh, definitely nice and balanced. Um, so if you see this on shelves, it's a Gold Rush from uh, High Grain, or if you see it on tap down there at the uh, the Brew Pub in Silverton, uh, which if you haven't been there, for the love of God, <laughs> what are you doing? Go there. Uh, I, the food is great, um, and I know that a lot of people talk about how great the food is, uh, and I'm I'm not taking away from the food, uh, but the biggest reason that I go there is how they treat their lagers. Um, is one of the best lager breweries in the city and they have a slow pour tap all the time you can get a slow pour pills i know some people think that's a little gimmicky but um i just i freaking love it i love the whole experience of it i, I love the respect that it gives to a logger, um and and they they they're cranking out some really great loggers. the last time i was there the other day uh well it's been uh i don't know a couple of weeks or something but i stopped in there just to grab a beer real quick before some other event and, um, I grabbed a, well, I grabbed the slow pour pills first. No, that's, that's not even true. I mean, I did order the slow pills first, but then I got a little taster while I was waiting for the slow pill, slow pour pills, because it takes, you know, seven minutes to get your beer. Um, so I drank a taster, drank a slow pour pills and then decided, uh, you know what? I'm going to have one more beer. Uh, that went down a lot faster than I thought I was going to, uh, one more beer. And I grabbed the Munich Dunkel, uh, which is called Alpsy and it just blew me away. Like I, I I've had a beer before and I've had plenty of dunkels before. as one of the styles that really kind of got me into craft beer honestly. Uh shout out to Hofbräuhaus. Um but uh the 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 this experience with it um just like I I wanted to stand up on my bar stool and just kind of start yelling at people that they needed to order it right now because it was just so freaking good. So um, point of all of this, get down to uh, to high grain and grab, um, grab a beer, be it a slow pour pills, be it a, a gold rush, double IPA, be it a, uh, um, a, an Alpsy Munich Dunkel. doesn't matter. Just grab one because they're all so fantastic. Um, and get some food while you're there too. It's, it's also good. <laughs> Again, not to take away from the food because I know people love it. Um, I, and not that I don't choose breweries because they make great food. Um, but I still, in my head, I'm I'm so beer first almost all the time, which we talked about a little bit uh, in that interview with uh, with Dell Hall. We talked about this this idea that um, you can't as a as a business or as a brewery you can't only focus on your beer anymore. Like you have to you have to have other things in your mind uh, because that's what your consumers want, and the whole point of this thing is to make people happy and to make people want to come back. So if the people that are walking in your door are telling you that you maybe should focus more on your food uh, or focus on food somehow, uh, you should listen to them. Um, I'm not going to fault you if you don't. You, you know, it's, it's obviously your prerogative, but I think you should be listening to the people that are sitting at your bar. Uh, just my opinion. Uh, so that I mean, that's one of the things we talked about. I, I think that we covered a couple really, really cool things that, uh, Uh, could we could spend a little more time talking about at some point on on this show or one of these shows. Uh, But beer, booze and bonks, we should talk about the festival. The festival went amazing. It was fun. Um, Both sessions were great. Um, As usual, the first session was a little quieter, a little more low key than the second one. Not that the second one was crazy. I need people to kind of understand that about this festival, too, is it's not one of those festivals where people are getting plastered And you know, throwing up in a corner, uh, it's it's still kind of it's still relatively calm, and uh, and it's just it's a fun time. Like I, uh, my wife was there. I didn't feel bad about bringing my wife along. She she still enjoyed herself. She does not like the uh, typical loud drunken revelry that sometimes um, some of us do, (laughs) but uh, she she enjoyed herself, um, which to me is a uh, a big check mark to to make sure we're doing it right. Um, I think everybody had a good time. If you, if you don't know about the festival, I think we explained it at the beginning about the kind of the idea behind it of this curated festival, and then you sprinkle fulling on top of it to kind of give it this extra little thing. Um, I'm going to probably talk about that a little bit more about the idea of, um, having something going on at beer festivals. I don't know if it'll be in a podcast. It might be a video. I I don't know, but I'm probably going to talk about it more because I, I still think it's not sinking in with everybody that, um, much like how in the interview with Dell, we talked about how the craft brewery or a tap room is not just about the beer. Um, that all of these other little things factor into the experience and, uh, that's what makes it important. Um, I think that's true with beer festivals. I think that, yes, you have to have good beer, uh, but you could, in theory, throw a festival where all it is is, uh, core beers from breweries that everybody's been to. And you could still make it an incredible beer festival because those are good beers. But if you have something else going on, um, that is an important, as important, if not more important, uh, for the festival as a whole. Um, and I, I I believe that strongly. Um, maybe I'm giving away our secret for a successful festival in beer booze and bonks and somebody else will steal it and whatever. Uh, I want beer festivals to get better. And I feel like we are playing our small role in that, in making beer festivals as a whole better. Uh, if that makes any sense. But I think we nailed it this year. I think we, uh, this thing gets uh, a little bit better each year. Um, every year we, we learn little things, uh, be it uh, logistical things about planning it and making that process smoother or just about the actual festival experience as a whole, making it better for, uh, for you as a drinker, um, which... Brings up a good point that uh, if you went to the festival and you have any feedback at all, any thoughts, any opinions, any things that you would like to see done differently, or things you would you hated, or things that uh, you think could uh, change or improve, just shoot me an email. Uh, my email is always open to anybody to uh, to contact me. Um, just it's gnome at thegnarlygnome dot com. Just shoot me an email and tell me what you thought, or what you would like to see, or what you would not like to see, or anything, or just to uh, say hi and, uh, and say so you went to the festival and, and that you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> that's fine too. Um, the point is like we, we really, really, and I say we as in me and uh, the Folling Warehouse, uh, we really want to make this festival just keep growing and keep getting better. Um, uh, we always have fun with it and that's, that's a big part of it is that it's just, it's fun to do and it's fun to go to. Um, so let us know. Let us know what you thought. Um, beyond that, I don't really have a lot more for you. We will be back next week. Uh, next week is a really great episode. It's already recorded. I sat down with uh, Jake and Evan over at Braxton. We talked about Dark Charge. Um, I don't know that I've ever done a show that has been dedicated to uh, Dark Charge, which, uh, yeah, we, we didn't just talk about Dark Charge. We did talk about other things, but um, we, we talked about the beer and we talked about this year's release we talked about how they are shifting the event to uh, two days instead of one day. And we talked about every single variant. Um, so you will, uh, I, I think, I, I, I don't think it'll be the first time you hear um, what all the variants are. I think that by the time the episode airs, you will, but um, and they're all on there. So <laughs> stay tuned for that next week, next Monday. Um, make sure you're subscribed and that you uh, um, get all those episodes right in whatever podcast platform that you use. And please tell a friend because that is how the show keeps growing. The more people that listen, uh, the bigger it gets, the more we can, uh, uh, we, we can keep kind of pushing a little bit to, to do fun things. Uh, live shows and things like that sometimes uh, are tough to do. And uh, just logistically, they're tough to do. Um, but if we, uh, we can keep growing, then we can kind of keep pushing some of that stuff and make more of it happen. Um, so, uh, do that, share it with a friend, if you really like all of this and you want to directly help how it all keeps growing, um, just go to the gnarly gnome.com slash support, and you can become a Gnomey, um, as of the first of the year of 2023, depending on when you're listening to this, the first of the year, this coming year, um, I recognize you might be listening to this later. The, uh, uh, the Gnomey it, it's all being, uh shifted a little bit, not shifted, shifted is not the right word It's growing. Um, there's going to be more content coming to them, um, to you hopefully, uh, including another podcast, kind of a behind the scenes, uh, a little bit extra, um, stuff. So anytime that I record a show and cut it down for length or we stop recording, we stop the show, but keep kind of talking on mic, all of that stuff will, um, be headed to, uh, the Nomies via an exclusive kind of behind the scenes podcast. Uh, In addition, you get an extra uh, newsletter every month, which kind of has more behind the scenes stuff, including some beer reviews and kind of just what I'm up to that month. Um, And then um, swag you get, uh, depending on which level you subscribe to, let me make that clear. Um, You get swag either once or twice a year. Um, and some of it's exclusive, some of it's some really fun stuff. There's a lot of new stuff coming next year. So um support if you if you like any of this. It's it's how it keeps going is uh uh with, with support from people like you. So thank you very much if you already do that. If you don't, uh thank you for considering it. <laughs> like I said, we'll be back next week, uh talking dark charge with Jake and Evan at Braxton. Uh so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. You have to wait a week. Uh, you, you're not staying tuned to anything um keep your eyes peeled for that how about that keep your ears peeled <laughs> i'm the gnarly gnome and this is Sensi brewcast it is the voice of scentsy craft